Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wow, Tristan Jari. Just wow. And believe it or not, I'm not even wowing about what you think I'm wowing about. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Jari scored a goal last night in Tampa, Florida. Penguins four, Lightning two. And it was a beautiful thing, not just for the history involved, the fact that he was the first ever from the Penguins to do it in their 56th season, the fact that he was only the ninth in NHL history to do it in terms of actually shooting the puck to the other end, not just for its place in Pittsburgh sports history. It's a remarkable achievement. There aren't many things from either the Steelers or the Pirates, from an individual standpoint that you can line up there. You know, from even though it's freakish, it is and it isn't, because you still have to do something for it to happen, and you have to do it intentionally. Example, Ben Roethlisberger's back-to-back 500-yard performances, which I was blessed enough to cover. You know, you can say, all right, well, he if he could have had them, you know, spread out or whatever over the same season, it would have been a big deal. Well, he did do them back to back, and it was phenomenal. How about Roberto Clemente to this day has the only inside the park grand slam in Major League Baseball history? Did you know that? Fluke is sure. I mean, whatever, but Somebody still had to hit the ball somewhere where it couldn't be caught, and someone still had to have number 21 speed to go flying around the base paths to get that vital fourth run on the play, right? So when Jari went down to the one knee as the puck made it into him off that Victor Hedman dump, and he shot the puck with such authority, and I I really hate to use this word because I don't want to make it sound like it was easy, but he did it with ease. Just kind of flicked it. And it did not touch the ice again until just between the hash marks in the Tampa Bay zone. That's 170 feet or so on the fly with aim through traffic in pressure, protecting a one goal lead with Hedman known to be hovering back there somewhere as a possibility to pick it off. It's a great thought process. It's great execution. It's a great shot. It's a great moment. Here's what Jari had to say about the goal. 
Okay, I think it was just kind of perfect scenario. They dumped it right on net, and I didn't even have to stop it. I just shot it right on the fly, and it just ended up going in. That's so him, huh? I mean, I almost could have written out that script in the event that he'd have ever scored a goal. This is what it would sound like. Yep, that's it. But he also said that what mattered to him most was the win. And I know everybody says that after a huge individual achievement of whatever kind. But I don't know how to put this without sounding like I'm downplaying something that people are going to remember for a long, long time. But Jari probably did four or five other things over the course of last night that were more impressive than that goal. I thought... He was stupendous from front to finish. Yeah, the lightning got a couple past him. One was a redirect. Another one was through heavy traffic in front. He ended up with 37 saves. Almost half of those came in the first period that the lightning dominated by such a ridiculous extent that they ran up 19 shots to the Penguins five. And that even that undersold the level of dominance that the home team had. Now, to the credit of everybody, Sidney Crosby, Drew O'Connor on a brilliant feed from Evgeny Malkin, and then Jeff Carter, who had a really nice offensive overall night even before this, scoring on his own give-and-go for what wound up the winning goal. To the credit of everybody, they continued to plug away, but it all started with the goaltender. And it started with the goaltender doing something that I've seen him do before. I've shared it with you. It feels almost too intangible to be worth remarking on, but I'm going to do it again. I have noticed a pattern with Jari in his career that when he sees a goaltender at the other end of the rink that he knows is either red hot or getting a lot of headlines or just comes with some sort of sterling reputation, he rises up. I've asked him about this. He has nothing to say on it, just like he had nothing to say about scoring a bleeping NHL goal. But I've seen it, and I've seen it too often to not believe in it. I've seen him do it against Carey Price. I've seen him do it against Connor Hellebuck. I've seen him do it even one of the games that stands out to me, and and don't laugh at me for this one because he was a big deal for a little while, was when he went into Toronto and went head-to-head with Jack Campbell whenever the Maple Leafs were touting Campbell as like the next Gump Worsley or whatever. Last time was it they had a great goalie. And he just ramped up for it. And just like these other teams, they came at him and he, he competed and he outdueled the guy at the other end and it made a difference to him. It made a real difference. He'd never say this. My guess is he'd never think it, but I don't know that. But he sees himself as one of the better goalies in the NHL. It's part of the reason that people inside the Penguins world see him in a similar way and get disappointed when he doesn't perform at that level. He sees those guys, the ones that are generally accepted as being the best of the best, and he just finds some other step to climb on for that night. I have absolutely 
no doubt about any of this after what transpired last night. He is looking down the rink at the best goaltender on the planet. Does anybody argue that Andre Vasilevsky is the best goaltender on the planet? Anybody, anywhere. If so, bring it. And please don't bring me any Igor Shesterkin nonsense. Vasilevsky's the best. That's what Jari looked at last night, and that's how he responded. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Brian, who says, Hi, Dan. Love the show. My wife and I listen to your Penguins Daily Shot every day. Appreciate that, Brian. In reflecting on the game in Tampa, which goal was more surprising to you, Tristan Jari's or Jeff Carter's? You know what? I knew this was coming. Everybody's going to think they're funny with this stuff. Next, we're going to be piling on to poor Ricard Raquel, who's still one goal behind both Jari and Carter. I... I'm going to seize the opportunity here, Brian, to bring up some other stuff from that game that I really liked last night. So apologies in advance for just hijacking your question here, but you weren't really asking that. I don't think you were anyway. The truth is, I kind of felt like I've seen Carter's goal coming for a little while. Earlier in that game last night, Carter had two shifts in which he created plays through passing for his line mates, or Nolachari and Matt Nieto, that I hadn't even really seen from him since he came here from Los Angeles, even when he was super hot with the goal scoring. Most people don't and probably shouldn't think of Carter as some sort of elite playmaker. He's been a gunner his whole career, and I mean that in the positive sense. He's been a guy who... Shoots the puck and finishes things. But for whatever reason, last night he was finding a way to spring, in particular, Nieto. I feel like Nieto has just been flying. He's not necessarily getting a ton done, but he's been flying. He's very, very visible all over the rink where he wasn't at all earlier this season. And Carter's using Nieto's speed to make the line faster, which is smart because Carter's not anywhere near as fast as he used to be. He's not outright slow, but he's definitely not one of the faster wingers in the league as he once was. So when Carter came down on that, I guess you could call it a two-on-one because that's what it became toward the end of the rush. And he fed across to Achari He probably wasn't thinking he'd get it back, but he did get it back. And when he did, he made no mistake. Classic old school Carter shot. Down low, get rid of it early. Don't worry about where it goes. Worry about when it goes. He's been doing that in the league for almost two full decades now. So I'm not about to make fun of him after making a legitimately good play that he did and after having a legitimately good offensive night. One thing that I'll I'll do in my commentary, whether it's in spoken form or written form, that'll rub some people the wrong way, is I'll say something and I'll mean it. And ideally, it'll be accurate at the time that I say it or write it. But what happens, I do a lot of this. 
And I also cover a lot of events. And a lot of circumstances can change. So someone will say, hey, weren't you the guy in mid-September who said this, this, and this? Well, what happened to that guy? What happened to that guy was he kept watching. And he kept an open mind. I don't believe that Carter is going to be some significant contributor to this season. But I'm also not of the belief, at least not anymore, that he's going to be some great drag on the process. Of course, he's underperforming what he's eating out of the salary cap. That's just what you get for signing guys that are that age. And in fairness, there are a lot of people, myself included, who didn't like the Carter extension when it happened from Ron Hextall. But Kyle Dubas also had to make a decision as to whether or not he was going to utilize this player. Because just because you have him under contract doesn't mean you have to play him. He can just watch from the press box. And he didn't do that. He said, let's just see what he can offer. And he's offering. And maybe there's something in these other two guys on his line that covers for some uh, inefficiencies of his own. So I, I like that. I I like Sid's goal, my goodness, coming down the left side and just blowing one past Andre Vasilevsky. I loved Gino's pass between the legs to Drew O'Connor. I loved O'Connor's finish there. I really loved Mike Sullivan adjusting his defense pairings to put John Ludwig up there with Chris Letang when he felt that things weren't going well in the first period and he needed to do something to both shorten his bench and B, to get Ludwig more involved. That was Ludwig's sixth NHL game, my friends. He's 24 years old. Kid's got a bright future in front of him. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. The Penguins play the Flyers in their next two games. The first one's tomorrow night at home. The next one's out in Philadelphia. I'll be at both of those. I'm looking forward to seeing this team or this version of this team myself. Possibly. We'll see which one shows up. Let's do it again Monday. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.